Hello, everybody. Trying to close the back door here at the patio. My name is Blake Ruby, also known as the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I hope you're doing all right. hope you had a great week. I'm doing fine and dandy. No complaints. On today, I'm going to focus on doing some acapella singing. And then in between songs, talking about the things which I love to talk about, which I feel are so important for us as human beings living on this planet to develop ourselves spiritually. Because there's really, from my learning, from my research, from my experience, there's nothing more important for us as human beings spirits in the material world than to develop ourselves spiritually. That's what we're here for. We're like in a school, the university of the universe. And in the moment we're born to when we pass away, go back, hopefully, eventually we will go back to the spirit lands, where we'll be in our spirit body. Then we will increase our light while here. That is the goal, to increase our light. Hold on, please. I think one of our dogs wants to come out, but I was just able to close the door. Oh, she does. Hold on. They're talking about the war in Ukraine. You know, it's kind of it's strange to me. I live in a house with five other people, and it's my house, but I open my doors to them, and I'm okay with that. But the TV's on, and they're listening to the news a lot of the times, including my wife. And if I was living by myself, I probably wouldn't watch a lot of TV. But it's strange. It's just strange to me how they've got these news channels that, are there in the Ukraine broadcasting what's going on there with the war. And then they'll go to a commercial after that. Doesn't that seem strange to you? I understand it's all about money, but the broadcasting about a war, people getting killed, bombing, that's what they were just doing on TV a few seconds ago. I heard it. And then, okay, now we'll take a, be right back with a, some, just use your imagination, any one of a thousand commercials that are out there. Just seems strange to me, you know? But I suppose it's all good, you know, that's where we are, some people are in their spiritual development. And I like to talk about heaven, where we're going, where we came from. Because before we were born, and you should, we all, I believe, have the capability to remember. Hold on just a minute. We have the capability, I believe, to remember way back when we were at the moment of our birth. Because our brains worked back then, our eyes were seen. 
And I remember all the way back to I was about two years old. I can remember some details back then, but not much else. It's strange how that works, isn't it? Like yesterday, when you think about yesterday, can you remember every detail of the day? The moment you woke up to when you went to sleep? How about your dreams? You know, most people dream. Do you remember what your dreams were like? Last night I was dreaming about crocodiles. And there were some that, some huge ones, and they were leaving me alone for the most part, but all of a sudden they focused their attention on me, and I was in this water, this strange water somewhere. Might have been on another planet. I don't know. They say that in our dreams we can access planets within our own solar system or even other planets in, in other solar systems, you know? These before I talk a little bit more in detail about heaven, I want to tell you about this speech I gave last Tuesday at one of my Toastmasters meetings. I'm a member of Toastmasters, which focus on public speaking, you know, being able to talk in front of people. It's a, a great skill to have. And having one's own radio show on BBS Radio many thanks to them, is an excellent way of enhancing one's public speaking skills as well. But when you're at the club and you give these small speeches now and then, could be a five to seven, usually a five to seven minute speech, just when you're getting warmed up, it's time to end it. That's what I love about having my own radio show and BBS radio. I've got a whole hour to talk about whatever I want to and uh, my own personal development, besides putting some information out there that I think might be valuable to people, sharing what I know that I've learned from other people, all in the effort to help make the world a better place, you know? With all the war and killing that's been going off, time is always right for spiritual development. Some people, I keep it hidden and secret. I don't believe in that, not anymore. But then I wasn't always that way. So maybe I've reached the point where finally the creator and the creator of a certain soul, mother and father God in heaven, said, okay, Blake, now's your time where you can not hold anything back. Just let it all out. There's a book called The Soul's Remembrance. The Soul's Remembrance, I recommend you read it because it's an amazing book in regard to where we came from. We were born on this planet, which isn't, this planet isn't really our home. It says it right on the cover of the book, Earth is not our home. We came from a, a world of light. A world of light. Do you know of any worlds of light in our solar system? A world of light? Anybody? No? No one knows of any worlds of light that you might be able to see in the sky? Our spirits are made of light energy. 
billions of electrons. And when they pop out of our material bodies, our physical bodies, then it's a whole different dimension, you know? You don't know, one doesn't have the five senses any longer. You don't have those five senses of having your eyeballs and your ears and your nose and the ability to touch and feel. But you do keep those senses, but with your spiritual body, and they are enhanced very much so. The eyes of the spirit can take in a lot, almost like a 360-degree view from what I read and understand. There's a lot of research that you could do if you're interested to learn more. It's all there on the Internet. And the books out there by the thousands that say the same thing I'm saying right now. So there's really nothing to be afraid of. You ought to be afraid of something, my friends. Be afraid of war. Don't be afraid of spirituality or someone else's spirituality. Don't be afraid of death. People almost die sometimes. I almost died. Maybe you don't. You almost died yourself. And one thing they say is that we shouldn't be afraid of death. Naturally, we don't want to put, in our, put ourselves in a situation where we might be killed, but we shouldn't be afraid of it if it comes by accident, you know, without our own doing something beyond our control, if you understand what I mean. And I don't, I think. I don't want to die. I love this life. This is a beautiful world, an amazing creation. I certainly didn't create it, and I know you didn't. Think of an apple tree, a tiny little apple seed that if you eat an apple, you can pick out from the core. You plant that seed in the ground, and an apple tree will grow, depending on the circumstances of the soil, whether or not you water it sufficiently, whether or not it gets ample sunlight. Now, that little apple seed you think man, humankind, and all its technological glory over the last 200 years, everything that we've done, the Industrial Revolution, the invention of the automobile, airplane, do you think we could create even a small apple seed? No, we don't know how to. Or maybe an ant, a little ant walking on the ground so small tiny, yet they move really fast with their legs. They know where they want to go. They have eyes to see, obviously, antennas to feel. They reproduce. They get their own food. They have a little mind of their own. Tiny little ants. We step on them all the time. And they're very resilient. Their bodies are very hard. You think we can create an ant? Humans in all their technological prowess, the extremely intelligent, brilliant scientific minds out there, astronomers, brilliant minds, doctors, incredibly intelligent people. No, they couldn't create a man. They don't know how to. 
But that ability to create life, whether it's an ant or one of the other one million types of insects on this planet, or an apple seed or any kind of seed, is reach if we know how. The same with being able to create a planet or a sun in a solar system. There's a lot of empty space out there. Actually, you know, the edges of infinite space are expanding all the time. So just like here on Earth, you might want to buy yourself a nice 100-acre piece of land and buy yourself a, not buy, of course, because money is not applicable when we leave this world. I mean, it's no longer relevant. But that is our goal as human beings on a soul journey through the process of reincarnation, one life after another on all the different kinds of planets in the universe, is to ultimately reach that level of perfection, if you will, where you become co-creator gods. We are all co-creator gods in the making. And when you reach that level and have that knowledge, you have the power to access the energy that exists throughout the universe by putting those forces in motion with a knowledge of those powers by, guess what? How? Guess how? With words. Isn't that amazing? Just like the Bible, the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The point is, Words have so much power beyond our comprehension, really, as human beings here on planet Earth at this time in our evolution. But we know what words can do to people. Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, that's not actually true. Words can have a huge impact on people. And I'm guilty. Or having said some things to people that I shouldn't have. Sometimes it's necessary to say some things, especially in a work environment, you know, especially if someone is insubordinate and disrespectful. One has to step up and become a leader and say those hard things, you know, that are difficult to say, but are necessary in order to maintain control and discipline in that type of environment. So that light that we increase while we're here on earth is the light of our soul, the lamp of our soul, the lamp of our soul. What is that, you might ask? The soul is the brain of our spirit. Very simply that. It's not in the chest. It's not somewhere outside of the body. It's not in the heart. It's in the head. It's the brain. It's like we have a brain in our physical bodies, in our heads. So the soul is the brain of the spirit. Yes, you have a spirit too, which looks just like, it looks just like your physical body. Very, very very similar, but as I mentioned, it's made of light energy. So when you are born on a planet somewhere 
in a solar system in some galaxy, whether it's the Milky Way galaxy or one of the other hundreds and thousands of galaxies that are out there, each galaxy, and that's a good statistic that I, I don't know the number of, how many solar systems are in a galaxy? I would estimate, because I'm, I'm pretty good with numbers on this, and I'll throw some more numbers at you here in just a few seconds. I would say, well, the number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. If you look on the internet, they'll say 100 billion. No, don't believe that. Our scientists have a tendency to exaggerate. Why do they do that? I think to make themselves more important. I don't think there's any scientists or astronomers actually taking the time to count all of the stars in the Milky Way galaxy. They only make their best estimate based on their credentials, all the degrees that they have, the studying that they've done. But it has been my experience that they are woefully incorrect. They tend to over-exaggerate by great numbers. In my opinion, my professional humble opinion, there are approximately 2 million suns or stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And how many planets do you think are Earth-like in our Milky Way galaxy, not to mention all the other galaxies out there? They'll tell you like 5 billion. In my opinion, based on my research, my study, contemplating this, there are approximately 30,000 Earth-like planets in our own galaxy alone. And how old is the universe, my friends? Well, that's something we agree on. It's approximately 15 billion years old. That's a long time, don't you think? I'm almost 68 years old, and the universe is 15 billion. I mean, that number kind of boggles my mind, so to speak. It's almost incomprehensible to understand what 15 billion is. That's why I think our astronomers and scientists are not doing us a favor by giving giving us these over-exaggerated numbers because it just keeps us in the incomprehension mode, which is not good. They're supposed to be helping us to understand and grow spiritually, but a lot of these scientists and astronomers are not spiritual people or even religious people, like Stephen Hawking, a brilliant mind, scientific mind, physics mind, but he didn't believe in God. He was an atheist. Now he knows different. He's over there in the spirit land. And I'm sure very remorseful and regretful for not having known better. You know what I mean? So the soul comes here, let's just say, as an example. And I've said this before in other shows. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time or maybe missed it on previous shows, let's say that your soul shines with a, an intensity of about a 60-watt light bulb right? Your goal during this lifetime is to increase your light. And it's not easy. When you do increase your light, it feels very uncomfortable. But it's meant to be that way. Learning is supposed to be hard. And you never throw in the towel, okay? Because it's supposed to be hard. There are resources to help you get through things. You know, prayer especially. For all those people that commit suicide, such a waste, a shame, waste of a mind, a life. 
which isn't yours to throw away, by the way. You agreed before coming to this earth, to this planet, to fulfill a mission to God, right there in the presence of the mother and father God. And you broke that vow for those people that do commit suicide. They broke that vow. And then they start all over again. All the progress they made on this planet, you know, whether it was a 17-year-old or a 30-year-old or a 60-year-old person, all that learning, all those years, gone. And they'll have to be born again, sometimes not under such ideal circumstances, and learn those same lessons they have learned, catch up to that progress they had made in their lives before taking their own lives. Throwing in the towel is never the answer. One just needs to pause, reflect, say a prayer, believe in prayer, believe in God, read the Bible, read a book on a near-death experience, look up into the sky, the evening sky, and see the stars out there, know that there's hundreds of thousands of civilizations out there, teeming with life we are, the universe is. And you could make the creator of your soul or your spirit and your spirit, your um, mainly female spirit, predominantly female spirit, you'll have an encounter with the mother God. If you're predominantly male spirit, you'll have an encounter with could be very angry at you for having thrown in the towel. But as I was saying, so say you're born into this world with a 60-watt, light bulb intensity of your soul and you want to graduate with honors and increase your light twice fold and how do you get it to about soul so to speak you listen to my show i'll help take you there i am the truth the light and the way just like jesus was not as advanced as he was but Close to it, and you should be too. I'm getting there. Jesus, as a long story, was a, and a very advanced soul. And he could say, I am the truth, the light, and the way, because he had to impress those people living back then who some, most of them, I think, were not advanced souls. And it's such a touchy subject with people. Nowadays, you don't want to trash their or say something about their religion that they don't understand or believe in. I've said this before on my show. It's my opinion. If I want to say I am the truth, the light, and the way, I can. I'm not saying I'm as great as Jesus because I'll meet him when I get to heaven. And no doubt we'll talk and share many good things, as you will too. If you get there, uh, eventually I believe everyone gets there. You can say that as a co-creator God in the making. Oh, I can go, I could talk for hours about the Christian religion and all the shortcomings and things I don't believe in. I talk about it occasionally, but I don't think I will today. But suffice it to say that you too could be the truth, the light, and the way, just like Buddha was, just like... Muhammad was, you know what I'm saying? All the different religions in the world, you can't say yours is the, the best way. And I keep saying it over and over again. I know 
there's probably new people tuning into my show all the time, I hope, anyway. But you have to let your mind be ruled by logic. And you, you try to avoid like I do, and sometimes it's hard. Your rationale is flawed sometimes. Mine is. Jesus, he performed all those miracles. Yes, he was an advanced soul. He came from another planet. But it was more than that. And I'll get into it just a little bit before I go back to where I was. You know the movie Avatar? How they were able to put their, the best way I can describe it is their astral bodies or their spirits into the blue bodies and drive them around, you know, kind of drive them around, if you know what I mean. Well, they created those blue bodies just like there are some extra civilizations out there that can create human bodies. And that is what happened with Jesus. His astral body was inside a human body because he's been living on a very advanced planet in our Milky Way galaxy, a Category 9 planet, which is a veritable paradise, almost like heaven itself, where the colors are more intense, the light is more bright, um, animals don't eat each other um, there. You know what I mean? People live in harmony. There's no war. There's only love everywhere. Love everywhere. Love, love, love. We should be adoring each other instead of killing each other. It's a kind of form of love, if you will, a very preferred, perverted form of love, in my opinion. And so Jesus came here. Why did he come here? Why did they send him? Jesus had been monitoring our civilization for thousands of years because they have guardianship over our planet and other planets in the Milky Way galaxy to help us in our evolution. Not actually feed us everything on a silver platter, but whenever we need help, when we are in dire straits and things can turn out for the worse, they intervene. For example, one really good example is during World War II, when we were the atom bomb. Did you know that the Germans almost there, they were on the brink of developing the atom bomb before we did. Tingle? Imagine what would have happened if the Nazis had developed the atom bomb before we did. They were there. They had Werner von Braun. They were working on it. Werner von Braun helped us later on develop uh, not only rocket technology, but also more powerful atomic bombs. You know, and these extraterrestrials from planet Thiaouba, T-H-I-A-B-O-U-T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A, intervened to stop the Germans in their development of the atomic bomb. And they can do that. They can, they can alter themselves, themselves genetically to resemble human beings and live among us. They are capable of doing that. How? Just like I said before. They can put themselves inside a human body and walk around like a member of society, a natural person. You wouldn't even recognize. You wouldn't know, have, have the slightest clue that they were from another planet because they, they look, talk, act, walk like a human being, a regular human being on this planet. But they know that they're there here for a purpose, and that is to do whatever the uh, the higher-ups on that planet, the elders, if you will, for lack of a better way of describing them, are determining 
what should be done in order to keep our civilization alive and well throughout the centuries, you know, throughout the years. So they deemed it, even though you might say, well, why didn't they just stop the development of the atomic bomb period? Well, sometimes they choose the, the lesser of two evils, because ultimately during a, a planet's development, the species that's on that planet sooner or later will discover the atom and how to split it. And it happens everywhere around the universe. It's a form of energy that during a civilization's development, they'll discover that and sometimes use it for weapons, unfortunately, you know. And we don't want to be involved in a Holocaust, a nuclear Holocaust, because, of course, millions of people will die, but will also wreck the planet. Most of the plant and animal life will be destroyed. Even the fish in the sea will be affected by radiation. Generations of people who will stay alive afterwards who have survived through some means, maybe living underground or in caves or due to some abnormal circumstances they're able to survive, then will be affected by the radiation that's remaining for centuries, several hundred years. Um, birth defects will be a very common thing happening all the time for people's mouths on one side of the face or eyes uh, being born with one eye or maybe uh, one arm bigger than the other, one leg bigger than the other with no hair. And then insects will mutate to gigantic proportions. Ants will grow as big as cows and it will be like a, a terrible predator that they'll have to deal with in the future. You know, think about an ant with their mandibles to be able to cut a, a human being in half, no problem, and then eat the, the remains, you know. There'll be gigantic praying mantises also who are very, which are very predatory in nature. And there was once a movie uh, way back in the 50s or 60s called Giant Mantis, praying deadly mantis, that's it. Check it out on the internet, deadly mantis. There was a, a man, gen, a giant praying mantis, like about maybe 20 feet tall, and it flew around and it was eating people. That's what would happen. And that's just name a few of the insects, maybe meters long, you know, and they also would, they could prey on human beings. I mean, because they, there would be so many of them, they would just mutate and, and reproduce at tremendous rates and and you could have like maybe thousands of them. You get attacked by thousands, thousands of two meter cockroaches uh, and you don't have some kind of defense, you know, even machine guns or some kind of weapon it would be ineffective against such a large number of giant cockroaches, if you know what I mean. And the fish in the sea would be still filled with radiation. That would be the only thing that you could eat, a person could eat after a nuclear holocaust. And so it would still have radiation in it and more birth defects, you know. Um, some human males might not be able to reproduce even. So that's another reason we don't want a nuclear holocaust. And thank God we're still alive today. You know, so my friends, time is of the essence.
Take advantage of every waking minute, please. And I'll do the same. Because every day is a gift. Now that we have the capability to destroy ourselves, and I don't like going down this road and talking about it, but you know how close we are, especially with war, conventional warfare. I mean, that's just the next thing around the world, if you know what I mean. So we must be prepared. You know, back in the 80s, when we were talking about the Cold War with the Russians, they had us in schools, hide underneath desks and that kind of thing. So they were preparing for it back there. Always be prepared. And please, say your prayers. Hold our creator of our spirits and our soul up in prayer and ask for another day of life. Thank you for this beautiful world. We don't want to destroy it, right? Because that will be on our eternal souls afterwards that we contributed to the destruction of such a beautiful creation. And you don't want to destroy anything the Creator has so wonderfully and powerfully made. Because why? Because then you would really encounter the wrath of the Creator, and that's something you don't want. And believe it or not, the Creator has an anger. I'm talking about the Supreme Creator of the Universe. Powerful beyond imagination, powerful beyond comprehension. It's like a kind of magic, if you will. The best way to describe it, I can think of, it's like a magic. A magical power to create something out of nothing. Amazing. But we are co-creator gods in the making, going back to the lamp. So increase your light, my friends. Develop yourself spiritually. It behooves you to do that. Because we take that with us. We don't take money with us. We don't take anything except our own mind and the learning that we've acquired, the spiritual development that we've acquired, the evolution of our soul that we've acquired, that we will take with us. But all the blood is out there. Actually, you know, our planet is rotating on an axis. Anyone can tell you that? And we're hoping center of the solar system, the spirit world, okay? Do I need to say any more? You get the picture? There's a lot of angels there, angels. It's come here on wings of light, rays of light. Like when we're born, they escort to Earth. Take us down to where we're going to be born into the mother. Come right up to the mother, and you can look as a spirit into that woman that you're going to be born into. You can come into a room. Maybe there could be several people there, grandparents, like ironing. And you have this great, huge, powerful angel there, a warrior angel. And you're excited as you're about to be into the room of this mother and you previewed your life, you know, what to expect look in the life book, all the pages beautiful woman that's going to be your mother and because you previewed some of your life in the pre-existence before you were born in the world, you know and the warrior angel looks at you and says, are you ready? Yeah and he gives you a push towards your mother, and all of a sudden you're inside her womb. 
and you're going, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I'm in this human being, and uh, I'm in a very small body, but you get used to it. You know, the heart starts beating after 22 days, and you say, wait a second, I'm I want out of here. This is this is too. This isn't like when I was in the spirit world. You know, this is very uncomfortable. And the angel is still there, and he says, you'll get used to it. Just be patient. But the heart, I hear a heart beating. It's so loud in my ears. And he said, well, you'll get used to that also. But can you make it stop? No, you don't want me to do that. You can hear your own heart beating, too. And you don't want your own heart to stop beating when you're in that fetal development, you know. And sometimes you can even look through your mother's eyes and see what she's seeing. And there you'll be for nine months, breathing liquid, being fed by a tube, all your nutrition coming from her body to your body. And that angel stops by and checks in on you occasionally, how you're doing, and then you have other angels, the angels that give you your training in the pre-existence to prepare you for your earth life. They'll come by, see how you're doing, and you get used to it, and eventually then you're born into this world. And you come out, and everything's cold, of course, extremely cold. And they slap you on the behind and start crying, and your lungs expand, and there's crackling as you breathe in your first, first breath of air. And welcome to planet Earth. You know, you've been born. But you came from the spirit world. You had a pre-existence, and that's where you're going back to. And all the time that you're here is for you to learn and develop spiritually. And heaven is a beautiful place, my friends. We're going back to that. Not everyone will. You know, there's a jail in case some people make some really bad mistakes like murder, rape, physical abuse, sexual abuse. A place called hell, which actually does exist beneath the surface of the earth. And there's a dark tunnel that would take you there, just like there's a, a lit-up tunnel, a tunnel of light that would take you to the sun. Because when you take away your five senses and the Earth's atmosphere, everything that's physical, the only thing that remains is a tunnel of light from here to there, 93 million miles away. Does that make sense? But there's also a dark tunnel down to the center of the Earth. And down there, there's a, a place, a cavernous place, where there's a lot of lava, you know, because the Earth's inner core is molten iron, molten iron. And there is an area there that they prepared for those people who have committed those ultimate sins. And it's a rehabilitation. It's a very nasty place. It smells terribly, horribly. There are demons there. Yes, demons there. They do exist. Uh, some demons that are so grotesque and horrible and terrifying that would, they would um, give you a heart attack, probably, just to see them if you were close to them in the flesh. But they're kind of spirit beings themselves. You know what I mean? Read the book, 23 Minutes in Hell. I forget the name of the author, 23 Minutes in Hell. And you can see a video on YouTube if you're interested. There are two demons there that are that look like dinosaurs, but they're they're 
they're um, malformed, and they have huge teeth and claws, and and they're the very reason for their existence is to terrify a human being in such a way that they'll repent in a serious way for the things that they did and long to get back on the path of righteousness again. And there are other kinds of demons, too, that will fraud and intimidate and harass and and inflict pain upon those spirits. And believe it or not, the spirit body can feel pain, not only in hell beneath the earth's surface, but up above, too. In heaven and above the clouds where there is another domain, kind of like a second heaven, if you call the sun the third heaven, the second heaven is above the clouds, and there is a, a land there, which reminds me, I was going to sing some songs, and there's one over the rainbow, and um, that's one of my favorite songs. Anyway, so it behooves us to develop ourselves spiritually and not to commit those major sins, but if you do happen to make some bad mistakes, remember, you can always repent. Repent, my friends, repent. Repent daily and reconcile yourself with your loving mother and father God who created your soul and your spirit. Believe it. Before you go over there to the spirit lands like Stephen Hawking, such a brilliant mind, getting all these accolades. Oh, such a fantastic physics mind, you know. But an atheist who didn't believe in God, oh my God, just imagine the remorse and regret that he had when he crossed over to the other side. What a weight. I can understand why he was bitter. He had that disease. You know, he was in a wheelchair. And he probably thought, well, how can it be a God if he lets me be this way? Because, for one thing, you might have chosen that kind of life before you were born into this world as a way to repay, repay back karmic debt because you had messed up in some way in a previous lifetime on another planet, maybe even planet Earth. Maybe a planet in our Milky Way galaxy or another galaxy, the large Magellanic Cloud galaxy or the Andromeda galaxy. So repent daily, repent always. Even if it's just before you die, you have an opportunity to repent, do it because it will help make your afterlife better. I mean, it might not save you from hell, but it could. Especially if you're a murderer or a rapist or a sexual abuser or a physical abuser, verbal abuser, or if you don't believe in God, it could help. You know what I'm saying? So increase your lamp of your soul. It's hard. Life is supposed to be hard. Know that when, like if you listen to this, if you've listened to my entire show, it might blow some people's minds or freak some people out, you know? But I'm just telling you the truth. That's all I'm saying. I'm only focused on the truth. And it's like, take for example, I saw on TV last night. I watch TV and the Trinity Broadcast Network. I like to see people talking about God. But there's a book out by Max Lucado, 316, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What a load of rubbish. 
because I say that, I don't mean to offend people, because Jesus himself taught us to pray by saying, Our Father. So what a contradiction there, saying that God sent his only son. Are you kidding me? We are all the children of God. And that's one thing people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize. And that is a big fault that I see with the Christian religion. They are not telling us the truth. And they think Christians, I find myself predominantly Christian, you know, I'm predominantly Christian, but I believe in the other religions as well. But for me, they've been a stepping stone to get where I am, because I've left religion behind, so to speak, to focus more on my own spirituality, because you have to understand that religion is more focused towards controlling people. It's a money-making business. So they're not focused on the truth. Now, I mean, I, based on what I just told you, what I what I said, some people it might have just gone over their heads. They'll still stick with it. I'll still hear a preacher get up there and say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They might say it in church tomorrow, and I go to church. You know, I I I don't mind it at all. They can that's where they are in their learning, but I still say, no, that's not true. I didn't mean to say that's rubbish. It's just not true. Jesus taught us to pray our Father. So what about the words our Father don't those people understand? Our Father means our Father. And it should really say our Father and Mother in Heaven, because we have a Mother God. Because Father God, believe it or not, contrary to what you might want, he wants the female by inside, I'm sure. Because when we get to heaven, you'll see in the spirit land, there is something converging of spirits, which is like human reproduction here on earth, where you have, it's almost sexual. You can have an orgasm that lasts seven minutes. I've learned this from Sylvia Brown, the great psychic medium, the late psychic medium, who claimed that And she passed away, may God bless her soul, maybe about 10 years ago. But she said in one book, and I forget the name of the book, that she was told by her spirit guide that when we get to heaven, we still can have sexual relations with members of the opposite sex, spirits, you know. So if you're a male spirit, you can merge with a female spirit. It's a blending of the spirits and the souls where kind of like humans. The, the act of reproduction here on Earth, but in a more complex way, where you you mingle for a long time, and you can actually have a kind of melting, merging spirits with males, two males or two females, but that's more of a a head kind of thing rather than the lower body kind of thing. If you understand what I mean, so. That's something I'm looking forward to. Just imagine all those people that are there in heaven, people that have lived here on earth at one time, throughout the centuries, different cultures all over the world, because there is no religion in heaven. There's only truth. And the truth is, and there's no money-making business in heaven. Spirituality. We are spirit. And we're on a spiritual journey, soul journey. And the learning will continue when we get to heaven.
So I know some people, I shake their face. I say things like I do, but it's all for the development of your souls. Please allow me to tell you the truth. And you can tell, tell the truth, share the truth with someone else. We want to make this world a better place and, and saying things which are truthful behooves us all, you know? Because either the Christian religion or the Muslim religion or the Hindus or the Buddhists, they might have an idea of what's right, everything in our lives, all aspects of our lives, but they don't see religion. And it was created all those centuries ago to control the masses, power and money, right? So, do you agree? I mean, how can you have, how can you say God has an only son when that only son taught us to pray our father? It's like that contradiction in terms which I understand. I don't mind. They can say it all they want. I know it's not true. You are a son of God. I am a son of God. My wife is a daughter of God. And people are just now, I think, over the last 50 years or so, beginning to realize that not everything that the Bible says is true. A lot of it is. It's a great account of divine intervention like never seen before in the history of the world. It's a tremendous book, a very holy book. But I don't believe everything it says, and you shouldn't either. For the benefit of your own soul and spirit, that's more important. It's important that you develop yourself spiritually. That is more important. So how am I doing on time here? So, you know, I didn't get a chance to sing, but i got about three minutes left. Well, I will sing one song. A Wonderful, It's a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Here it goes. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people passing by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow, they'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, 
What a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Well, my friends, it's almost night time to say goodbye. I hope you have a great week next week. A great rest of the weekend, actually. And I hope all your dreams come true. I hope you win the lottery, even. Because we could all use a little extra money, right? I wish I would want everyone to be blessed, you know? Just like a father wants his children to be blessed. I know the spirit, mother, and father in heaven, they want us to be blessed. All we have to do is ask, be grateful for what we have, but ask for more. You've got people that have billions of dollars, millions of dollars. You too, I too, could be like that. It's possible. Now, I believe in some things are predetermined before we're born, and being a millionaire or a billionaire might not be included in our life plan, but you could always pray, and if it's up to the mother and father, if it could be in accordance with their will for your life, then they'll make it happen. I know that to be true. I guarantee it. Whatever you pray for, they will give you what you need. Don't forget, always in the background, there is the supreme creator of the universe who initiated the Big Bang, not the co-creator gods who manage solar systems in the spirit dimension, you know. There's the physical universe, and then there's the spiritual universe, the fourth dimension, you know, a parallel universe, if you will. And physics says there might even be nine dimensions, if you believe in the super string theory, and that's a whole different can of worms to talk about. I know all about the super string theory, and I am a believer in that, that the universe was created by the power of thought. Now, here's something that might shock you, that all matter that was created at its inception is nothing more than a powerful thought. And according to the superstring theory, thoughts are transmitted by forms of vibrating energy, ribbons of energy. That's what that's all about. So your thoughts, my friends, do matter. Nothing to be afraid about. So I might just have raised your lamp a little bit. You know, maybe I gave you five watts of knowledge there. Your soul now might be shining a little brighter than it was before. And that's the way to increase your soul's light. And read about near-death experiences. Very good information there. Read about extraterrestrials, abductions. Some of these extraterrestrials that are out there, they're able to traverse the universe in a very quick fashion by warping time-space traveling through wormholes and going into that spiritual dimension that I was talking about and traveling at the speed of thought instead of the speed of light, which is the greatest speed within the physical universe. But outside of the physical dimension, when you're talking about the spiritual or the thought dimension, you can travel from A to B, one side of the universe to the other, billions of light years in a matter of seconds, minutes. Do you know what I mean? 
So the Supreme Creator, that's all a part of his, her plan, because the Supreme Creator is both male and female, who initiated the Big Bang and formed the first solar system and then another solar system. How much more time? I didn't know. Did you give me a minute? Okay. All right, everybody, goodbye, and may the supreme creator of the universe bless all of us. All of us, everybody, all God's children, mother and father's children here on earth, all of us, everybody, just like Tiny Tim said in A Christmas Carol, may God bless us, everyone, everyone, we're all God's children. I love you. Take care. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Don. I didn't get a chance to sing all, all the songs I was planning on it, but it just got, got going and time flew by. Thank you. You too, Don. Thanks. Recording in progress. Talk to you later. Bye-bye, Don.